a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to help you slow things down, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And uh, so much to to get to as we go through the program. But we're going to start out today in our nation's capital. Uh, happening uh, today, the nomination of Merrick Garland. Uh, again, many people recognize his name as uh, someone who was nominated uh, to the Supreme Court by then uh, President Barack Obama uh, was not given a hearing or a vote in the United States Senate. Uh, and so that went uh, by the boards. And uh, he appeared today for his uh, nomination hearing uh, before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And uh, we're going to break that down just a, a little bit as we go along today. We're also going to talk about Black History Month and uh, really excited. Coming up at 1120, uh, Julie and Alex Boyer will join us uh, talking about why teaching their biracial children about black history is so important. And I think it's important for all of us. Uh, Julie penned a, a powerful piece in uh, DeseretNews.com over the weekend uh, sharing some of that perspective. So we look forward to our conversation with both Julie and Alex Boyer. Joining us coming up here at 1120. Uh, we're also going to hit coming up at 1135 today, uh, keeping our eye on Utah's Capitol Hill. Uh, and it's perplexing to me that uh, the bill relating to the naming of Dixie State University and a proposed path towards uh, altering, changing that name, uh, did not get a hearing thus far in the state Senate. Uh, it passed the House. Uh, went through the committee hearing in the House, was passed out of committee, was voted on by the House of Representatives on Utah's Capitol Hill and passed there, went over to the Senate side and is just being held uh, for no particular reason other than uh, we're in charge. Uh, that's a problem to me. And so we're going to discuss that with our own uh, Jay Evenson coming up here at 1135 today. That one's really troubling to me. When things are decided uh, behind closed doors uh, not even in a behind-closed-door Senate meeting. It's a caucus meeting, a Republican caucus meeting. Uh, and to decide not to do that uh, for things other, uh, for, for just no reason, other than maybe interests, uh, special interests and lobbying uh, is a significant problem. We're going to break that one down coming up at 1135 today. Uh, and as always, we want you to help us elevate the conversation today. And you can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Uh, but let's go back uh, to Washington, D.C., the hearing for Merrick Garland. Uh, and it was really interesting uh, as he began his testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Merrick Garland uh, focused on the question that I think he was asked by many uh, of the senators that he met with prior to this hearing as to you've already gone through the ringer once as a Supreme Court nominee that never got a vote. 
So why would you leave a lifetime appointment as a judge uh, in a pretty predominant space uh, to come be uh, and go through this process in an effort to become the Attorney General of the United States? Here's what Merrick Garland said. I am honored to appear before you today as the president's nominee to be the Attorney General. You have asked why I would agree to leave a lifetime appointment as a judge. I have told you that I love being a judge. But I have also told you that this is an important moment for me to step forward because of my deep respect for the Department of Justice and for its critical role of ensuring the rule of law. So those were his uh, some of his opening statements there before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And uh, in, in a very interesting moment, uh, you had Senator Dick Durbin uh, from Illinois, Democrat from Illinois, who is now uh, the head of that committee. Uh, we're used to seeing him as the number two. And Chuck Grassley, the Republican, has been the chairman of that committee for some time. Uh, now with a, a new divide, 50-50 Senate uh, Dick Durbin takes the gavel in the Senate Judiciary Committee, and uh, this is what he had to say at the outset of this hearing for Merrick Garland. We have a criminal justice system still in urgent need of reform, and too many Americans, whether because of race, national origin, disability, sexual orientation, or gender identity, face inequality in their daily lives. It is time for the Department of Justice to confront these realities. The public's faith in the Department of Justice has been shaken, the result of department leadership consumed with advancing personal and political interests. So again, that's uh, Dick Durbin from Illinois, who again is the new chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, and I think he does raise an important point there, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, that there uh, is a lack of trust and confidence in the Department of Justice, uh, that there is much work to be done nationally as well as locally. Much of this is going to happen uh, on the local level. Uh, but I think he raised some very important things in terms of uh, restoring that uh, trust uh, in the Department of Justice. And I, I do think it is a, a noble thing and a good thing for Merrick Garland, who I think would have been a very good Supreme Court Justice of the United States, uh, to step forward and say, yep, for for country, uh, I am willing to do that. Uh, of course, Utah Senator Mike Lee, a senior senator from Utah, is still on the Judiciary Committee, and so he was able to uh, ask and uh, respond uh, as he went through and interviewed uh, Judge Merrick Garland. And I uh, just wanted to play one exchange between the two uh, as it relates to the Second Amendment. Do you agree with uh, Justice Thomas's analysis in his dissent in the Rogers case that the Second Amendment right to bear arms certainly includes uh, the, the, the right to carry operable firearms uh, in public for self-defense? So my view is, is totally controlled uh, by uh, the Heller opinion. Um, and uh, in that case, Justice Scalia held that there was an individual right uh, to keep and uh, bear arms uh, for self-defense. Uh, in the subsequent McDonald case, the court said that was a fundamental right, uh, which applied uh, to the states as well. Um, it is a right, uh, as Justice Scalia said in the opinion, like all rights, that is subject to some uh, limitations. Uh, the court has not um, uh, given us much more to work with at this point. Um, and, I, um, and I do think, as I uh, said with respect to my vote on Bonk, this is a matter that requires careful uh, historical examination. So that's just two 
gentlemen have a, a really good conversation about some really important principles. I think that was a great exchange between the two uh, on Second Amendment rights. What has been decided? What hasn't? How do we look to history? What does it mean in our day? How do we move it forward? Uh, these are the kinds of questions, and that's the kind of uh, respect that I think we should have in these kind of hearings. Sadly, so many of these hearings uh, have just become political theater and social media moments uh, for members on both sides of the aisle. Uh, and so I do think in today's hearing, you have seen uh, much more respect and much more listening, uh, less grandstanding uh, from those, again, on either side of the aisle. Uh, and I think this exchange between uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee and Judge Merrick Garland is a good one. They may not totally agree on the landing point, uh, but they had a discussion about principles and the application of principles and uh, what that means for the people of the country. Uh, so we're going to continue to fo- to follow this as we go throughout the day here on KSL News Radio. Uh, we do. Uh, they are just getting back in session. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. They are still on uh, recess uh, for a moment uh, in the confirmation hearing of Merrick Garland. Uh, but we'll continue to follow that throughout the day here on KSL News Radio. Also, just briefly, uh, other things going on in our nation's capital today. The uh, president's 1.9 trillion dollar uh, stimulus package uh, for the uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, is going to really heat up this week as it gets more specific and starts moving through uh, Congress on its way to the president's desk. And uh, just real quickly, uh, Steve Scalise, uh, representative from Louisiana over the weekend, raised an interesting point in terms of how we're going to pay for this and how does it actually apply? You don't have to be a good pollster in Washington to ask the question, hey, would you like the federal government to send you a $3,500 check? Of course, the answer is going to be yes. If you said, do you want us to borrow that money from your children? Because that's what this is. I think their answer might be a lot differently. Such an important question. Uh, Again, we have to be careful. The polling is always going to say, yeah, we're all for free money. We're all for free stuff. Uh, But if you ask the question, if I had to steal this from your grandchildren, would you still want it? Uh, a really interesting question. There's a lot more to get into as it relates to the stimulus package, uh, much of it which is very vital and important, especially to small businesses, especially to small businesses here in the state of Utah. Uh, there's a lot that I think is uh, is pork and puff uh, that should be taken apart. They should dismantle this into very specific bills uh, and move it forward because that is the job of the Congress. We're going to step aside, quick commercial break. As I mentioned, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Julian Alex Boyer, Talking about Black History Month, coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.